Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, it's time to put a beer in your glass, kick back and enjoy some lightly edited, or indeed, because it's Brad, heavily edited nonsense. How are we doing, Bradley? Yeah, good man. I've had a, had a pretty nice week in general. Uh, I'm enjoying the fact that the sun is shining. I feel it's like been glorious, the, isn't it? I don't know what's happening. I feel like the winter's been extra long, but I think it's actually been extra short, hasn't it? Because this is very unseasonally good weather we're experiencing right now. It is rather um, wonderful. I, I've already smelt the first ambitious barbecues from my neighbours. Now I'm in suburbia. Whoa, whoa. I, they are, is, are they like <laughs> sort of shorts men? Do they wear shorts all year round? I imagine they are, those sort of guys. Uh, no, the, 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 the first to crack out the barbecue are actually the strange neighbours that our garden backs onto theirs. And they oh, occasionally... The mm. the, yeah, yeah. Occasionally they do some slightly weird accordion line dancing Morris men hybriding Kaylee-esque things um and yeah they they were straight out so not shorts wearing but you know unique in their own in their own way they're more sort of like wicker men sort of wearing uh tweed and uh sort of flouncy white shirts ready for sacrifice kind of yeah thing. very much that kind of vibe they also they they have a sundial on the front of their house like a giant sundial oh they're definitely they're definitely pagans or something like sun worshippers <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be surely. Not that there's reckon, anything wrong with that. So. No, yeah. each each of their own. Just exactly. I mean, maybe not literally my backyard. You, Kaylee crazies. It sounds fun. I'd I'd probably want to get to know these people. Maybe not that well, but um, uh, <laughs> that's the difference between you dist- and me, Bradley. <laughs> from a distance, from a distance. Maybe I just watch I, them over the fence for a bit and offer them a beer. Yeah, uh, I, I literally rear window them. I just stare out of my spare bedroom window. Wishing they'd be quieter. <laughs> Welcome to the suburbs. Welcome, Welcome to, the suburbs. to the suburbs. Yeah, Things and don't you, get much had... weirder. No, ho- well, hopefully not. Um, and you've had some big news this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't had a baby, but my sister's had a baby. Um, we were. She went in on St. Patrick's Day to be induced. So I was quite hopeful that I might have a little St. Patrick's Day uh, n- uh, niece. <laughs> That I could enjoy uh, Guinness chocolate birthday cakes with every year. Yeah, just um, another excuse for Guinness once a year. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't to be. So she took about three days to um, sort of emerge into the world, which must have been quite painful, I imagine, and and just long. 
Very yeah. long I'm, I'm sure your sister was thinking, damn it, I was hoping for St. Patrick's Day. Definitely well, I not. S- <laughs> I'm just hoping this I- would end. Exactly. But I was like, we could call it Patsy. Patsy for like St. Patrick's Day. That'd be awesome. Or Patrick <laughs> if it was a boy. We, we knew it was a girl. But uh, yeah, no. You've got to kind of roll with these things if they happen. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, birth, birth, birth is tricky, you know, for all involved, especially the uncle that <laughs> was really yeah. hoping for Guinness cake in a year's time. Oh, dear. Anyway, that was, that was, I've, I've had some other nice beers this week as well. I didn't have any Guinness this week. What am I talking about? But I had, I went to Brick Brewery uh, Taproom the other night after I had, I had some disappointing tacos from, um, I don't know if it's a name and shame or not, really. I think it's a bit unfair to name and shame, but. A, taca, a taqueria in, in Peckham, which I used to frequent a lot, and I thought I really rated them. But the tacos I had the other night were rubbish. Um, so you went to Drown Your Sorrows? Yeah, we went to Brick afterwards, and I, I just drank, I think I had about three pints of the Session IPA, which was tasting glorious. Like, Do you know, there's, really, there's really, a weird link yeah. there, because when we did our video with Brick, I'm fairly sure the guy that owns Brick used to have a taco truck. Am I making that he up? Did use, no, he did used to have a taco truck. Yeah. And that, is, that was probably subconsciously in my head when I decided where to go after the taco joint. Although I did advocate to go to the Four Quarters, which is a, a barcade, because I wanted to play Point Blank, which is my greatest arcade game machine ever. And <clears throat> I am, I don't know if I still am, but I was ranked number two on the scoreboard um uh in in the four quarters in peckham for that's impressive but it's got to burn it's got to burn that there's one one person oh yeah 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 but you know i I only went in there and and like had a pretty casual play it wasn't like i was doing king of kong style obsessing obsessively going there all the time i had one guy like one play one (laughs) evening and i was ranked number two so i don't know whether they wipe the machine every night or something i don't know or whether that's a long-standing score but I was, it could, I was like, could be a pretty, pretty good, good trick to get people to come back. Like, yeah. if you wipe it every day, everyone thinks they're amazing. They'll be like, I've got to go back and get to number one. It's a lot of work, though, doing that shit, right? I mm. feel like that's a lot of effort, like, rather than just turning the machine off. But anyway, the, the beer in Brick was tasting great. And we love Brick. So it was nice to go and uh, sort of spend a little bit of time. And it was, it was such a nice evening that I was outside on the, the sort of patio underneath the railway arches, just enjoying being marginally cold but um toler- <laughs> tolerable um and it was just it was really nice johnny it's, uh, it's the quintessential london pub taproom exp- yeah. uh, sorry brewery taproom experience being slightly cold slightly uncomfortable in a railway arch but drinking good beer exactly mate and that's what mm. i that's what i needed after my disappointing tacos um <laughs> and yeah so it was that was nice. That was nice. Uh, what, yeah, what have you been doing uh, beer wise this week? Well, I was I was I was on holiday last week. Yes, I, I know, was yeah. incredibly comfortable in a hot tub. Oh. in Herefordshire, drinking wow. actually drinking cider. Nice, nice. One of the um, homelands so could, of cider. Exactly. Yeah, I think the sort of sort of three regions um, of of well four regions I guess of, of really great cider growing of which Hereford is is um i'd I'd say probably the home of like real fine cider um in the uk although kent might might have an argument against that but um i came across um actually a food market um we were just sort of bumming around bought some tasty bread some tasty charcuterie and we were going to take it back to the hot tub and i just saw some bottles 
um, on a table. And generally, when I see sort of beers, real ales at food markets, I'd probably give it a swerve because often the beer is probably quite badly brewed sort of real ale in bottle stuff with usually sexist labels. You know, it's not not generally known for its quality, these food markets. But I wandered over and it was all local cider made by a producer called Artist Raw. All of their labels were designed by uh, Lydia, uh, who's the co-founder who was selling the bottles. And all of the names were puns on shrew. Shrews. Um, Shrews. So I bought a bottle of Voulet Shrew. Uh Um, Uh-huh. And it was was, uh, the name of the apple is escaping me, but a rare variety of of quite acidic apple, um, kind of Fox Whelp kind of vibes. And the the cider was absolutely unreal. It was delicious. It was the New England IPA of cider. It was like it had mango and lychee and fresh green apple going on. It was absolutely stunning. So I was drinking that in a hot tub, eating uh, Welsh charcuterie, Welsh chorizo, um, and delicious focaccia bread from a local award-winning baker. And just living my absolute best life while reading all the troll comments coming in on our blind taste test video. Nice. Um, I, I imagine you looking very much like a sort of raisin man uh, if you sat in there for too long, but just maybe rehydrating with uh, cider. So I wouldn't say I was rehydrating with cider. Um, well, dehydrating, but taking on uh, <laughs> liquid. So sort of getting fatter, more liquidy, but also more pruney at the same time. Yeah, kind of trying to find that, that equilibrium. Yeah, we don't in the die body. in a hot tub. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, They're bad for you. They're bad for you. Hot tubs. They they can fuck with your um, circulation in your body and stuff, and give people heart attacks and whatnot. Brad, they're famously good for you. Nah, no, no, no. They're just like that. saunas. They they have know, warnings they... on them. They have warnings on them. Do not go in this if you have a heart condition and all sorts. Yeah, but that <laughs> that doesn't mean it's bad for you. You shouldn't go on a roller yeah. coaster if you've got a heart condition. You know, the, the heart Fair condition point. is the thing that's bad for you. Guess so, I guess so. Um, <laughs> are you, are you definitely... anti-hot? Do you not go in hot tubs? Are you, are you No, I'm not anti hot Well, I'm not, no, I'm not anti-hot tubs. I mean, they are, if if you're in a public hot tub, you are swimming in other people's piss. Uh, like condensed piss. But that's really, true of, let's of, be honest. of a swimming pool. But a swimming pool has a much greater volume and much less um, heat and less chlorination in it because it's not I did not, not know this about you. How, do you. how can you be anti-hot? I can't think of a better I'm not, place I'm to not be anti in the world I'm hot not anti Dude, I'm not anti-hot saying hot you're tub. swimming in piss and going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I can't think of a more anti-hot tub position to take. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, look, I, I, I'd like to go and sit in a hot tub in a very cold place outside, like, you know, uh, kind of Alaska or something like that, or in Sweden or Norway, where they're out, you know, they go out outside and jump in the freezing water afterwards and all that sort of stuff. Also not good if you've got a heart condition, I imagine. Um, but yeah, hot tubs in general, I don't know. They're all right. Uh, they're all right. They're okay. They just they just every, gross every me out week, slightly. Every week, I think, I think two things. One, I think I know Brad. And then I realise I don't. But also, too, I think I think this is the week. This is the week where we won't have a wild <laughs> diversion. And we always manage to find one. I thought it would be pretty innocuous just say, hey, I had a nice time in a hot tub. And suddenly I'm having a heart attack and drowning in piss. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so there you, you know, go. That was my holiday. Things, 
<laughs> um, Beautiful. Yes. So we, yeah, we didn't have a video last week as a result of of Brad being on holiday the in in Paris. Uh, the week before, and then me being in Herefordshire, but we came back with with a bang this week, didn't we? Boom, indeed, boom, indeed, Johnny. Uh, you were out in the Brudio, uh, flying solo this week, doing your beer nerd or beer expert, I think, as as the um, as the the thumbnail says. Yeah, that's what we've we've gone with beer beer expert, which caused some consternation in the first blind taste test with lots of people saying that I sort of self. Um, self-named myself that um i mean all they needed to do was look to the right and see all the awards um and the books i've written um (laughs) and then have that completely undone by the fact that i said that uh, one of the beers this week tasted of drumstick lollies This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Well, I think that's testament to uh, how much it tasted like drumstick lollies, Johnny. Um, yeah. And Skips. Skips was another one, wasn't it? Orange um, Sherbet. Orange Sherbet. Orange Sherbet. Isn't that from Austin Powers? That well, is from Austin know, Powers, be. where it's Christian Slater's cameo when he plays a henchman and Austin uh, hypnotizes him and tells him to go and get him Orange Sherbet. Um, and then he comes back and he's like, later he comes back, maybe an hour later or something, goes, I've got your orange sherbet. Uh, and then I think he might die or something. But anyway, Christian Slater cameo, orange <laughs> sherbet. Have you seen, actually, before we move on, Johnny, there's a new Mike Myers thing coming out on Netflix, which is called The Pantagenet or something. It looks fucking funny. It's about um, a secret society that rules the world. And all of them are played by Mike Myers in a in a but, sort of Austin Powers way, like you know, like Fat Bastard and yeah. all these other sort of characters. So I'm already sorry. Yes. I love Mike Myers. I've I've missed yeah. him. Like he did Me Shrek too, and then man. kind of disappeared. Took a break. He took a long old break, didn't he? So I'm yeah. I'm pretty pumped to be watching the it's the Pant- Pentagonet or something. Anyway, it's coming out next month, I believe. So uh, we'll be watching. We'll be watching that. I'm going to watch out for that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back to the video. If you don't know what this week's video was, it was the sequel to our beer expert tastes bad macro beer, in which we did uh, blind expert no beer expert tastes blind tastes good macro beer. So basically, we went onto social, we went to our Patreon forum, and we asked what macro beers you consider good. Um, One person replied Desperados. We dismissed that immediately, (laughs) but. Um, yeah, we came up with, well, in the end, 15 beers were bought. I didn't buy them. 15 beers were bought, um, and then I was served them blind, uh, and we taste-tested those to see if there are good macro lagers, if I could pick 
um, picked them out, um, or if there are any surprises. Um, and two of the beers were the ones that won the bad lager test. So uh, Stella and Heineken were put back in, and they did. They were kind of middle of the pack, so they are both kind of all right lagers. As much as it hurts to say that a Heineken beer is 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 all right. Um, but the the winner was Pilsner Raquel, and it stood out a mile, being double decocted, slightly diacetyled, and incredibly heavy, hopped and bitter. Um, but there, there were some surprising winners and losers. Um, Asahi was sweeter than I thought it would be, despite being called Asahi Super Dry. Um, Star Primer, which is a beer I've always thought was all right, uh, was horrendous. Um, I think that came last potentially. Um, yeah, it was last. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a really interesting test, and I learned a huge amount, and as we've already said, picked out lots of unusual flavours, which I think comes from the fact if you take away expectation, you don't know exactly what you're going to get, then suddenly you sort of free your mind to the, the possibility that there might be lemon yoghurt in your in your lager. Yeah, man. Um, with regards to the Star of Praman, we had a lot of comments. I didn't actually pick one of them out, but there were lots of comments that were saying, was that brewed in the UK on contracts or was that from Czech? Because yeah. they're different beasts. Exactly. I mean, so that, yeah, that is something that we had a lot of comments about that. And actually the comment that, I, um, that I've that i picked out uh, is a comment in oh. which we questioned that. And I'll, I'll dive into that now. Um, Go on. So Coxie Wrecked uh, commented and said, I really like the video. I have a question whether some of these are the original exports or brewed in the UK, a.k.a. inferior versions. Um, making a slight assumption there, but you, you're probably right. Um, Star Primer was a great lager when first introduced to the UK, but the version we have now is brewed in Burton on Trent alongside many other ghastly beers. Um, she also uh, says that she'd have expected Budvar to do better in this test, which I also agree with, and maybe we'll we'll get into that. But yes, yeah, so one thing that I didn't put into this video, and I'm slightly annoyed at myself, is sort of the 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 realization that many of these beers aren't the original beers that say. You know, the people in the Asahi in, in Japan aren't drinking the same Asahi as us. So actually this morning, <laughs> this morning I went digging in my recycling bin uh, to dig out all of the bottles that I'd thrown away. That's that's what I do for you folk. Um, and found that five of the beers that I tested were brewed in the UK under license. Um, so Stella Artois, uh, Star Abraman, Bira Moretti, San Miguel and Asahi were all brewed in the UK, despite not being UK brands. Uh, all of the others, so the Heineken that I drank was Heineken, Heineken. Um, the Australia was Australia, Australia. Um, Camden House obviously, is a British beer um, and was was Camden House. And then Augustina, Stiegel, uh, Paulana, uh, Pilsner Raquel were all sort of the originals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely does make a difference. It shouldn't, because I know that these companies would sit down and taste alongside them, uh, alongside the originals to check, you know, quality assurance. They do multiple blind taste tests um, to check that they are tasting similar, which is why it's always such a goddamn surprise when they really, really aren't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Star Prime was brewed in Burton and Trent by Molson Coors, and it was, it was bad. It was bad. It was nasty. It was flawed. Um, in the same way that the Cronenberg one uh in the previous tasting was just obviously bad this was the only obviously bad one here the san miguel was all right um interestingly also uh killian in our patreon forum clocked that the two ones the ones that had drumstick lolly or lemony yogurty thing in the case of san miguel they were both spanish beers one was australia and one was san miguel so i don't know whether it's a lactic culture that these breweries use or whether it's a yeast that these breweries used or you know the malt maybe the malt is is imported to the uk for using it and it's got 
some kind of lemony character and acidulated malt thing. I don't know, but it was interesting that both the Spanish ones had that candied sweet thing going on. Mm. Mm. Um, and the, the, yeah, the, so, Heine- the Heineken was Heineken, but it was from a bottle, right, rather than a can. Because I, yeah. I, I like the little tiny stubby cans. I think they taste pretty good. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that, but ice cold one of those is pretty great. But out of a bottle, I think it tastes pretty crap. Um, well, just, it's skunked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's skunked and all the rest of it. It doesn't have that lovely sweetness to it. Well, have that. It should have that sweetness. It would just have a weird skunky, musty thing on on top of it. It's the same beer going into the yeah. yeah. Um, takes away though, Johnny. Takes away from my my um, sugar monster. Uh, <laughs> Sort of like just sweet toothness and just like mm, delicious sweet yeah. nectary stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, if you so, like yeah. sweetness, you should drink lots of Asahi because it was very, very sweet. And Estrella and Sam, well, less so San Miguel. That was a little bit more. I mean, it certainly wasn't sour, but it was fresher. Um, Estrella yeah, yeah, yeah. and Asahi were very, very sweet. Estrella um, is I, I when I go to Barcelona, which is one of my favourite places to go. That's the only place for me that's acceptable to drink Estrella. Um, it does. It, they never tastes any. It, it tastes pretty good because it's ice cold, and it's boiling hot, and it's sort of watery but kind of a little bit sweet as well. And it's uh, you know you buy it off a vendor on the street for like fifty uh, fifty cents, um, and you're just wandering around, just having a great time. I also like the limon dam or dam limon Australia, which is their kind of. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Shandy. Radler version? Shandy. Radler. Right. Rad, Radler thing as well. That's pretty good. But over here, I never drink it. I think it tastes pretty bad. I would uh, say if, you, if you're in Barcelona, you should be drinking Moritz. It's well, you know, a different class of lager. It's a really, uh, really good macro lager. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, street vendors. They don't. They just seem to have the little cans. I think, I think, you'll, find, I think you'll find some Moritz street vendors. It's not... You know, it's not a small brand. Um, no, the and the restaurant is really good as well. If you want to want to go there, but I mean, I agree. I've I've had some Estrella there, but obviously, I'm I'm seeking out Garage and uh, and Moritz when I'm over in Barcelona. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, did you have any comments? I got loads of comments. Got loads of comments. Uh, great. Uh, so this is from No Pen O Pen No Pen O Pen Great video. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. I must admit this is a bit more interesting to me than tasting some obscure beers that many people might not even find in their local craft beer stores ever. I think that's the thing we've we've talked about a little bit, which is kind of why sort of doing these videos now is because we've realized that actually some of the beers we're trying are not widely available. So they don't reach a global audience in the same way that, you know, a Stella or a Heineken might do. I think uh, it's much... it's something that we've wrestled with for a long, long time, and it's why we increasingly, in the last sort of two or three years, have done content that's more style based. Um, yeah. So, like trying to do what even is and stuff like that, because that way, you know, people can go. You know, I can't taste that particular beer, but I now know more about beers that are sort of the same style. So, I think, yeah, I mean, the blind taste test thing brings people in. That's exciting, but yeah, it's it's great to be able to talk about beers knowing that people will have tasted it. And that's been really noticeable in the comments. Lots of people going like, oh, I thought this about this beer, which you don't necessarily get when, yeah, you're doing a one-off from some obscure place outside of, of Birmingham or, or, or Manchester, particularly when only 30% of our audience is British. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
had another comment. I'm just going to rattle through these quickly from KM Farragan. Uh, who just said, love this and excited to hear there'll be more. Uh, these videos bring some needed humbling for both the beer snob and the beer snob hater. What do you think? What do you make of that, Johnny? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. And, you know, I was kind of humbled by particularly like beer and Moretti was a good beer, even though it's also brewed. For God's sake, it's a Heineken one as well. But um, I thought that was a pretty tasty beer. Um, Stiegel was even... I've always quite enjoyed Stiegel, but it was even better than I thought. I think, you know, me as a beer snob, who thought I knew everything about beer. Well, I I don't think that. I think the more you know, the more you realise you don't. But definitely changed my mind about a few things. And I think hopefully these videos have shown beer snobs that there are good macro lagers um, and shown beer snob haters that, you know, actually there is a difference. You know, it's not snobby to say... Star Primen is crap or Foster's is crap because we're giving viable alternatives and I think hopefully we we struck that balance well I think we tr- struck it better in the second video than the first sort of saying we're not hating on macro we're just trying to say they're not all born equal yes exactly exactly um I'm a big fan of Stiegel too and I do like the Stiegel Rattler a lot to the point where um I when I go to Meat Liquor a burger restaurant here in the UK um I drink the Rattler with my burger and my go- and I love they they serve it in a um a ceramic uh well an earthenware tankard or stein I guess. Uh my girlfriend asked them if she could buy one for my birthday and they said uh just nick one next time you're in and if anyone <laughs> stops you if anyone stops you Show them we've we've sanctioned that you're allowed to steal this. So we stole one next time we went. It's great. I drink out Are of we? it all the time. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, meat liquor. <laughs> um, yeah, I I another trend in the comments, Johnny. I noticed people baying for blood in that they wanted tenants to be in that lineup. <laughs> you know i i wanted tenants to be in this and and um so I, I didn't buy the beers but i was asked if i could try and find some tenants and i couldn't find any down here um so unfortunately it didn't not, not, we couldn't get tenants in time um but tenants is really interesting because literally like there's a couple of people in the beer industry that I, whose taste i trust who have said it's a great lager there's a couple of people in the beer industry whose taste i trust who have said it is absolute filth and then that sort of dichotomy of opinion is is in the comments as well. Like some people saying it is the worst thing and some people saying, nah, it's a good lager. So I don't really understand what's what's kind of causing that. Um, whether it's, it's brewed gotta in be... two different places or horrific in bottle, like contract bottled or contract brewed for bottle or something that makes it different, I don't know. Do you not think it's tied up with what they grew up with? Like maybe their first beer love was tenants because they're from, you know, wherever up the, up in the north or in Scotland. I, I kind of think it's the opposite. I think it's it's like it's not really Scottish people that are telling me tenants is great. It's mostly Southerners, and I think it is the exoticism of going up and drinking tenants, the same as you going to Australia, uh, going to Barcelona and drinking Australia and thinking it's good. It's like. It just speaks to the place that you're in and you feel like you're assimilating a little bit by drinking it. And it, it's a common thing. You know, you go on holiday, you drink a lager or you drink a wine, you think it's amazing, you bring it home and you're like, oh, actually, it's not that great. So I'm sure if, if these people, I'm not sure, maybe people, if they had attendance in central London, would be like, actually, no, this is filth. Now I now I really want to try a tenants. I haven't had one of those <laughs> since I was a teenager. There's a craft beer channel uh, video. We'll just drive up to Scotland, have a pint of tenants and come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be so worth it. We'll do the 
<laughs> North 500 uh, scenic route around the Highlands while we're there. Just drinking uh, tenants. Just, just drinking tenants. Brilliant. That's what we got into the craft beer channel for. Yeah. Just driving oh, around yeah. drinking macro beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else. I was, I was going to say something. Oh, I, I used to love when I half a lifetime ago, Johnny, when I was 20, so I'm 39 now. I my drink of choice when I was an art school student would probably be going to the bar and asking for a pint of star, mate. Pint of star, please. Um, I thought it tasted great at that point. So I think there were a few comments saying that star used to be very good when it first came to the British market. I would tend to agree with that. Um, well, maybe that was the imported stuff, and now that it's brewed, yeah. uh, brewed in Burton on Trent, it's it's nasty. Um, I I probably nasty. had it. Yeah, I had probably had it about five years ago, a pint. I just thought, oh, you know what, for old time's sake, I'll have a pint. And I did think it tasted terrible. So uh, it bared no resemblance to, to my memory at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it must be the, 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 the kind of contract brewed effect, possibly. But next next yeah, time I we go out to check, so. I'm going to we'll check it, it when we go back to check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Um, I've got one last comment uh, that I picked out because it properly stopped me in my tracks. Um, (laughs) It was from Freshness, all in caps. uh, And he said, props to this bold snob. I subscribed after the last lager video and become addicted to the channel. This is backhanded compliments at its most brutal. Um, (laughs) I've, I've started wandering around the house now. When I do something good like rock the baby to sleep or not have a fourth biscuit, I'm saying to myself, props to this bold snob. Wow. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's we've, pretty we've good. Got a, we've got a line of merch possibly coming out, I reckon. Props to this bold snob. <laughs> I think that's the name of your uh, your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it could be on my gravestone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's an epitome. Yeah, it's what you want, right? Um, I have just seen he has, he has replied. So I said, I have no idea how to respond to this comment. Truly one of the greatest backhanded compliments I've ever received. Props to you, my friend. And he said, well, you requested trolling, so I give it you. Keep up the good work. So it's all it's all in good faith from freshness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. freshness. Bringing the fresh, fresh comments, mate. <laughs> fresh trolls. Fresh from fresh under trolling. the bridge. Oh, um, yeah, right. so that was, that was great to see. And it was nice to see that I mean, there were some pretty brutal comments in the first one calling me a snob. But now I think I've won a couple of them round. You know? Oh, there you go. Um, that I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, we got so many subs from uh, the first video going out. It's so nice to see them coming back into the comments on this second video and saying, I subscribe. I found the channel because of the first video. Now I'm addicted. I've watched like everything you've ever done. Uh, which I struggle to believe because there's about 505 videos at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I saw a few comments that said, I've watched absolutely everything now. That's You couldn't have done in, in the time, probably if they watched it back to back. In How long would it take to... I have, actually, I have no idea how long that content would take to watch if you watched it back to back. I mean, if you include our live shows, we've got insane oh, yeah. amounts of hours of, uh, of content. Yeah. Um, we, we've uploaded 506 videos. Yes. Um, so that would take a really long time. Um, mm. I can't believe we missed our 500th upload. That should have been special. In fact, fuck me. Do you know what? It's possible. It's possible that the original Blind Taste Test was our 500th video. Wow. Maybe that's but, why the algorithm was like, oh, these these boys have uh, they paid their dues now. I'm going to like throw them a bone and actually sort of show it to people. 
<laughs> oh, it wasn't. It wasn't, sadly. It was It was part two of our Russian River West Coast IPA homebrew was our 500 uh, okay. upload. Still nice. a good one for nice. 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, right, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, we, we're back on track. There'll be uploads every week. There'll be Friday 5 p.m.s every week. Apologies, we haven't been doing bubble episodes. Um, that's because we've had so much on, and so has Rob. Uh, but we do have one in the bank, which we will get round to uh, releasing pretty soon um so otherwise yeah we've we've hopefully hopefully got a really exciting video coming live next week involving some international travel but that's dependent on me <laughs> editing a 75 minute video into about 30 so uh wish me luck um and we'll see you on wednesday the bubble and friday 5 p.m podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind youtube's craft beer channel you can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.